0: This is the Morning Brief from the Economic Times.
1: For the first time in the past three years, an Indian company planning to go public failed to cheer up investors, so much so that their IPO remained undersubscribed, falling short of the company's expectations. In IPO corner, Star Health Public Issues has failed to achieve full subscription. The IPO closed for subscription just a short while back.
2: Star Health Insurance, a company backed by India's famed stock market bull, Rakesh Shunshunwala, failed to scrape through with its public issue. The 7,250 crore rupees issue was subscribed just 79% by the time it closed. The qualified institutional buyer category received bids for 1.3 times, while the non institutional investors, which comprise of corporates and HNIs, were subscribed just 19%. The retail portion was subscribed 110%, while the employee portion was subscribed just 10%.
1: Why is this a poor show? See companies like Nika, even though not comparable business-wise, received 82 times more applications than the available shares on offer. However, Star is not the first company to put up a poor show in the IPO market this year. Paytm's IPO, the country's largest, worth a whopping 18,000 crore rupees, which got listed right before Star Health, got subscribed just over 1.89 times on the final day. So what went wrong for Star Health? Is it a bad timing for a strong standalone health insurance company? Or was the valuation of rupees 51,000 crore too ambitious? Why were the markets not too kind for star health? And one bad listing after the other, does this mean the IPO frenzy is slowing down? Come with me as I explore and find answers to these questions in today's episode. It's Tuesday the 7th of December, I'm your host Bhavya Dilip Kumar and you're listening to Dim Star on The Morning Brief. a valuation expert, an investor guide, and ETS markets reporter to get a holistic view of star health, the industry, and the IPO. Here's a quick sneak peek of the episode.
0: This was not the right time for IPO listing. Private investing, VC investing, works very, very differently vis-a-vis an IPO pricing. So markets are punishing. Markets are not as kind as private investing.
3: When I see their history, there have been, you know, instances where, you know, they had to write off some of their investments. Uh, Like, uh, I think they have written off some 19 crore on the ILFS side. So those kind of things happen. So that is the other risk.
2: So the backing of Rappij Junjunwala and the fact that he is not divesting the stake, it worked in the favor. But the overall environment of the market itself slowly started working against it. Before we delve into Star Health and its IPO run,
1: we need to understand India's insurance industry and especially the penetration of standalone health insurers or SAHI as it's popularly called. SAHI companies come under the general insurance category, and these are the ones that provide insurance for specific illnesses that otherwise are usually excluded from life insurance covers. For example, cancer-specific insurance, or, more recently, COVID insurance. When it comes to health or general insurance, India is one of the most underpenetrated markets. Life insurance penetration in India is 3.2%, while non-life is 1% as of last year, according to data from Swiss Ray Sigma report. And only 37% of the total population in India is covered with group or individual insurance policies.
3: If we compare worldwide, uh, US is the most uh, penetrated with uh, you know 4.3%. India is around 1% and uh, the global data, the global worldwide average in terms of general insurance penetration is 2.8%. So still we are 1% against 2.8%.
1: That was Kumar Saurabh, founder of Scientific Investing, an investor awareness and educational platform. Saurabh tells me that the general insurance space in the last 10 years has been growing at around 15 to 20 percent every year. And Sahi companies are growing equally and more.
3: Sahi is very interesting because if you look at the market share which Sahi has, uh, 10 years back they had only 2 to 3 percent of market share, which they have been able to increase to 8 percent. Usually we say that there is a public sector to private sector migration, but when it comes to especially health insurance, where SAHI companies are there, it's not a pure public to private migration. It's basically public to SAHI migration because even the private general insurance companies have not been able to, you know, capture that market share. It's basically the SAHI who has captured all this market share.
1: So for a standalone health insurer, there are basically three big revenue sources. One is from retail businesses, and government businesses, and group health or corporate businesses. And India's health insurance companies have made sure to capture the most attractive of all, the retail businesses.
3: Retail is the most sticky customer, and this is where you get the highest margin. And they have been able to build a very strong franchisee in this particular, you know, business. The Group Health and the other government businesses, they give volume, but they don't have that kind of margin. There you know, a lot of pricing pressure is there. So that way, Sahi, not only they have captured the market share well, but also they have penetrated in the most attractive sub-market, which is uh, retail insurance. When it comes to my health, Or my health insurance. I trust only a specialist. Star Health Insurance, the
2: health insurance specialist.
1: Star Health was incorporated on 17th of June 2005 and is India's largest private health insurer, which has an overall market share of 16%. And in specific to retail business, Star has a market share of around 31%. The rest is captured by companies like Aditya Billa Health, Neva Bupa and Care Health. Apart from this, private general insurance companies like ICIC Lombard and HDFC Ergo also offers health insurance to people. So how does Star Health stand apart? I spoke to Pranav Goel, who is a chartered accountant and evaluation expert, who is the managing partner of Value Monks Solutions.
0: So it's the only top 5 health insurance companies in India, which has a 16% market share, which is significant. The company focuses exclusively on retail health insurance with 87.5% premium coming from the retail side of it. Now, retail has grown faster than other insurances and it has lower claims ratio. Standalone health insurers such as Star Health Insurance have faster growth than both public and private health insurers their combined ratio that is the claims and expenses ratio is far more superior for standalone health insurers than public and private health insurers we can see just looking at the top line their gross premiums have increased considerably from last years to this six month period so their gross premiums have doubled If you look at September 21 results, their gross premiums have been around 4000 crores vis-a-vis around 2000. So that's what has been the phenomenal rise in the premiums.
1: So no wonder the company attracted several investors
2: including the big bull Rakesh Junjunwala three years ago. It's a large investment and a large deal of the largest healthcare company in the private space. So Star Health being bought over by SafeCrop Holdings, which is a consortium formed by Rakesh Junjunwala Westbridge and a clutch of other investors.
1: Here's what billionaire investor Rakesh Junjunwala had to say about betting on the health insurance business.
3: Health insurance is not a capital intensive business. Mm. Health insurance is very capital intensive until you break even. It's Mm. very difficult to break even. Once you break even, it's not capital intensive. It's a cash flow business.
1: Star Health is obviously the star performer in the sector they operate in, right? It's competitive, it's in the right segment, and has got more scope for growth with all good prospects on hand. But what happened during the IPO?
0: This is, comes from purely personal experience. So, interestingly, what happens in India and around the world is that we do a lot of idol worshipping when it comes to investing. So, we get awed by investors and idols like Rakesh Junjunwala telling us what to do and what not to do.
3: Right, suppose I'm bullish say, on XYZ stock. Now I buy that stock. If it goes up, it's an indication of the fact that I'm right. And you know, we 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 do what I call is pyramiding. I buy stock at 100. I buy more at 105. I buy more at 110. So what are markets, what is trading is basically momentum. So you play momentum. So if the market is rising, whatever, it's momentum is upwards. So you buy on the rise. If markets are going down, you sell on the uh, sell on the fall. And this I don't mind. I don't indicate in long term trends and you know medium term trends, short term trends. This applies to short term trends, medium term trends, and long term trends.
0: You know, what went wrong was the timing. This was a company which was purely into health insurance business. And if you look at their financials, they have been burning cash like anything. FY21 was a disastrous year for them. They burned 1800 crores in claims in the past one year. And then as an investor, you see this Omicron variant, right? The third variant. And now you look at the RHP. A third wave could mean another 1800 crores getting wiped out. And what I am raising is only 2,000 crores. So as per my view, this was not the right time for IPO listing. Private investing, VC investing works very, very differently vis-a-vis an IPO pricing. So markets are punishing. Markets are not as kind as private investing.
1: But this was expected. Explains my colleague and ETS markets reporter, Sanam Meed Chandani.
2: There was never much enthusiasm to begin with. If we track, uh, let's go by the gray market premium. The gray market is where uh, you know these shares are unofficially traded. And we track it to understand uh, the interest around the IPO. And in that, uh, the gray market premium, it uh, fell to uh, less than 10 rupees at one point from uh, about 150 rupees. That was uh, the premium a few days before the IPO. So the backing of Rakesh Junjunwala and the fact that he is not divesting the stake, it worked in the favour, but the overall environment of the market itself slowly started working against it. With more
1: COVID claims going up, the company's inherent inability to diversify resulted in heavy losses in the last financial year. In spite of reporting soaring losses, Saurabh told me that the bull market pushed Star Health to go ahead with the listing anyway.
3: But if you see the market in last two years, the market has been very buoyant and, you know, the kind of IPO frenzy which we are seeing right now. Last we saw that kind of time that was in 2017 and in best of the times you get best of the valuation.
1: While bad timing could be one reason for a poor IPO run-up, the pricing of around 870 rupees to 900 rupees is one of the reasons why investors were not willing to participate, as valuations seemed pretty expensive.
0: This issue was highly, highly overvalued at 51,000 crores. The company, if you look at the risk factors, has a solvency ratio of just 1.52x as compared to ADA norms of 1.50x so this company is not in the best of its financial health these factors have to be considered while pricing but the funny part about pricing is that investment bankers have started you know caring very less about what the fundamentals are and more as to how they can make more money from the issue they are just simply asking the management how much they want to raise and how much they want to dilute?
1: Bigger players like ICICL Lombard, with a much better diversified portfolio, are at a market cap of around Rs 70,000 crore. Or New India Assurance Company, has a market cap of around Rs 24,000 crore. And
2: uh, let's compare it with and Lombard. It's a comparable player. It's not a standalone health insurance player. It's into general insurance also. And uh, that is ruling on a PE of 39 times. That company is larger, it's more consistently profitable, it has a lower share of health insurance, but it also declared a dividend for FY22 and has a stronger brand name. I mean, compared to that, uh, Star Health was priced quite expensively. And uh, one factor that came in conversation with analysts is that promoters of uh, Star Health are financial investors, such as Westbridge and Junjunwala, who will ultimately look for an exit. Uh, that's the perception that is coming through. Whereas ICICI and Lombard has the ICICI and Lombard as promoters, so they are unlikely to look for an exit. So, uh, that's one factor that came about that it's more expensively priced compared to maybe comparable players, which wasn't warranted. Across the globe,
1: companies keep cash profits as the important basis for valuation. And insurance companies make money from profitable underwriting and by generating returns over the float, which basically means that the premiums that these companies receive are invested in stocks, bonds or other assets from the time it is collected till the claim date and an income is earned out of it. Star Health has come up with such high valuations based on the premium growth over the years. However, the pandemic reduced the time between collecting the first premium and selecting the claims. In other words, the current valuation hasn't really factored in the COVID risk.
3: Even though we say India has long runway for growth and the insurance business can grow at 15% for next 10-15 years, the current valuation on a conservative level is factoring almost eight years of that growth, which highlights, you know, As we are telling that, you know, it's very overpriced. I think I saw in somebody's tweet, which was interesting, is one year back, a lot of deals have happened in the same stock around 400 rupee. So 100% appreciation in, you know, one year. That again says that, you know, maybe the expectations are a bit high.
1: Saurabh also told me that there are inherent key risks apart from COVID for Star Health's future, which an investor should be aware of.
3: When I see their history, there have been instances where, you know, they had to write off some of their investments, like uh, I think they have written off some 19 crore on the ILFS side. So those kind of things happen. So that is the other risk, how well the company is managing their assets. Overall, uh, it has been decent, but uh, it remains a risk and we need to monitor how their uh, investments are spread across various credit rating instruments. The third and important risk, which I like to highlight is the regulator IRDA, they are working on a paper on whether a life insurance player should be completely allowed to enter into health insurance space or not. And given the kind of distribution and scale life insurance players have, I think the if in case The regulator allows, the biggest impact will come on pure play SAHI companies. And if we look at the global history, globally in many countries, the life insurance players are allowed to do that.
1: While this is way too early to talk, it'll also be interesting to know if this will impact the much awaited IPO of state-owned LIC and its valuations.
3: We have reached in a market where people are slowly now, you know, looking at the valuation and all so if this kind of caution continues getting the kind of valuations which you know the earlier ipos have got that would be difficult Uh, Life insurance is a very very different kind of business and I believe the risks are much higher than general insurance so I have not seen the LIC numbers how it will be but uh, let us see how the numbers are but in terms of valuation I believe we should be more cautious on a life insurance company valuation compared to a general insurance because they are much more cyclic and the uncertainties are much more higher.
1: Paytm and Star Health have nothing in common except that these two companies were among the biggest IPOs this year and put up a back-to-back poor listing show. Does this mean the IPO frenzy is slowing down? Hear out the valuation expert.
0: See, the problem in Star Health and Paytm has been that nobody is talking about profits. Nobody is talking about when and how will this company be turned around For the investors, how will they get that return? So the investors are very cautious. See, there is so much information now available on Twitter, on media and on other platforms that all these investors have definitely become smarter. So they know they are not just jumping on any bandwagon. So this company was backed by Rakesh Junjunwala. If idol worshippers of Rakesh Junjunwala could have just made this a phenomenally successful IPO, right? But that didn't happen because of the weak fundamentals of this company. Bankers now need to be honest and forthright with the management and the promoters. The valuations cannot and cannot be arbitrary because markets will punish you badly. But the problem is when greed overtakes your rational judgment, you tend to make these pricing errors. And that's what happened with Star Health and that's what happened with PTM. So... You need to see and assess that how much is the price of your company. You have to invite those bids and then put a discount on that to leave some value for the incoming investors. If you are not pricing your issue right, these issues would fail and they will have to rework these valuations because you have seen that issues so big, if they fail, they are not just devastating for the brand and the company, but also for the image of India as a whole, you know. So, these things have to be responsible. Valuations have to be responsible.
1: While the insurance industry is poised to grow, there are inherent risks that cannot be avoided. Take, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic. In spite of a bad timing, If the valuation of Star Health weren't this expensive, today's podcast might have been very, very different. But with Star Health's IPO, we can sense that the investors, including the retail investors, are becoming much more cautious, aware, and powerful, and are not just here for the IPO listing gains. Thank you so much, Pranav, Saurabh, and Sanam. You were listening to Dimstar, on the morning brief with me, your host, Bhavya Dilip Kumar. This episode was produced by Diya Reki from the Economic Times and Varun Kapahi from Avas. Swati Joshi from Avas was the sound editor. Executive producer for the show was Arijit Barman. Special thanks to my colleagues Mayur Shetty, Nishant Vasudevan, and Rajesh Mascarenis for research and resource sharing. All edited sound clips used in this episode belong to their respective owners. Credits mentioned in the description box.